Hello, I'm Anam Rizvi and welcome to Recorded from the National. Dubai schools and universities are expected to return to the classrooms and lecture halls in September, according to the city's education regulator. But the learning experience could look very different. I spoke with Alan Williamson, CEO of Talim, a school developer in the UAE, to find out what students should expect. So we uh, wanted to hear from you about uh, the Talim schools. I know you have schools in different Emirates. You have the majority of them in Dubai, but you also have a few in, uh, I think, in Abu Dhabi and Sharjah. So you will definitely be opening schools in Dubai in September or August 30th. Yeah, we're absolutely delighted with the announcement. Um, we've been in consultation with ADEC, uh, with the Ministry of Education, with KHDA. Um, there's been a lot of cooperation between the major schools groups, not just Talim, but also with the likes of GEMS, who have played a, a strong role in preparing all schools um, in relation to working in partnership with the regulators uh, prior to today's announcement. Um, obviously, uh, we will always comply with regulation. So whatever KHDA say in Dubai, whatever ADEC say in Abu Dhabi, whatever the Ministry of Education or uh, the, the, the Crisis Committee say, Talim will obviously absolutely follow guidance. The, the, the issue that is of paramount importance at all times is the health and well-being of our children, health and well-being of our staff and, and of parents. Um, so you, we, we are studying the international situation. We've looked at countries that have kept their schools open for a long time, like Singapore and, and parts of Scandinavia. We've looked at countries who have recently opened, for example, in Hong Kong and in the United Kingdom. Uh, and, and we've monitored uh, best practice from there. Um, and we, we produced a, a, a set of guidelines that allowed us to uh, purchase materials that would be required for opening, like heat scanners and temperature checks, etc. And we, we took the decision early that whether these were required or not, the Talim schools would um, be as safe as we can possibly make them for our uh, students and our staff coming back. Is there any clarity yet on whether we're safe for Talim schools? Are you going to have kids return to classes full-time. I know you uh, discussed various options like staggered shifts, blended learning, a 70-30 approach. Which one seems most likely right now and what are you planning at? I know that KHDA has said that schools are submitting their own proposals right now. So there is uh, you know, an extent of sort of independence to that, that you can submit a proposal and a creative solution. So what sort of solutions or proposals are you uh, looking at or which of these options do you think you are going to go for? The first thing to say is that KHDA have published clear guidelines and schools have to submit a plan which will be accepted or rejected by the regulator, um, I assume depending on the strength of the school's plans around the health and safety requirements. 
What we welcome about the KHDA announcement for our Dubai schools is the flexibility. KHDA have um, obviously taken cognizance of the fact that there are a plethora of schools, many, many schools, uh, many different types of curriculums, small schools, large schools in Dubai, um, Indian curriculum schools with huge number of students and you know, down to UK curriculum, primary schools that are very small. So we welcome the openness and transparency and flexibility in the KHDA guidelines. We expect that ADEC in Abu Dhabi and in the other Emirates will follow. Um, where uh, in a particular Emirate it, it is more stringent, then we will meet these requirements. Um, and as I said to you in my previous answer, we believe that we, we've put in place, um, as have other schools groups that we've been working with, um, uh, clear strategies, procedures, technical equipment, etc., to make uh, our schools feel as safe as, as possible. Um, Talim in Dubai will certainly be applying to KHDA to open their schools fully. In, and I'm not just talking about Talim here, but in general, in the premium sector, class sizes are, are not huge. They're uh, across various groups between 24 and 28. Um, and in premium schools, class sizes um, are, are generally very big, very large. And we can remove some furniture, etc., to make sure that two-meter social distancing is in place for students. Uh, and, and therefore... Uh, across all of the Talim schools, the, uh, the plans that we will be submitting are to fully open. Um, in relation to the, the criteria that's been sent, and there's still you know, a few caveats in the KHDA guidance about outdoor activities and uh, camps and, 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 and other things like that, canteens. I know you'll come on to that later, PE activities, swimming pools. So we will comply with all of the guidance, but the intention uh, now, because of the, the, the guidance that's been issued, is to open fully for all our students for all of the time. And our schools are, are, are big enough and our classrooms are big enough to ensure that social distancing uh, with the correct signage, the correct procedures, the correct policies, that that, that will work. My feeling in the expat community that we represent and in the Emirati community that we represent is that the parents are, like the, the teachers, desperate actually to get their children back into uh, the norm of school, the, the social experience of school. The totality of the curriculum, drama, sport, you know, uh, that, that's been missing, science labs, design technology labs. So for all those reasons, parents parents want to get back to work because of the economy, uh, want to send their children back to school. But, you know, undoubtedly, there are a, a, a small number of parents either, you know, waiting to see whether a vaccine comes, waiting to see in the other countries whether there's a, another spike, um, but also... Um, just maybe waiting to see how this develops in, in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and the UAE. And for those parents, 
and obviously the students, we will continue to provide uh, an e-learning experience, recorded lessons, um, planned lessons, tasks that mirror the tasks that are going on in the classroom, access at some time, like we're doing now, to live parts of, of the classroom learning. Uh, there's also the small amount of uh, students who may have, um, you know, a, a exceptional health reasons for not joining the rest of the cohort. And, and we uh, at Taliman and, and across all the schools groups that I've been working with, such as GEMS, will be providing for these, um, you know, for these children. Yeah, I'm trying to be very careful with my words here. Talim are open. Talim schools are open, and we want all our students to come back to school. Uh, we believe firmly that the bricks and mortar of schooling has been missed, and, and then, if anything, e-learning has shown how much of the social experience or what I explained is the totality of the curriculum your drama studios, your design studios, your science studios ha have been missing. Uh, the children have missed them. The, the parents are acknowledging that, our parents. So we are open for business. We are ready. We, we have everything in place. And our message to parents is to lean schools are, are safe. Bring your children in. Um, so... You know, I'm going to be careful in my answer because if, if I say there's a blended learning approach, then in parents' minds, this is some sort of 50, you know, only 50% of the students will be in, only 50% of the curriculum is being taught. Um, the way we're going to resolve this is we expect between 90 and 95% of our children to come back to school. In most premium schools, Dubai and Abu Dhabi is an amazing place for children to go to school. You know, in the best schools in the world, it's set up such that learning through technology was something we were very comfortable with. Um, our children were already learning using uh, things like Teams. They, they were engaging with their teachers at night through iPads and um, and marking and feedback etc was all being done like that so i think there's this concept amongst some of the public that e-learning was completely new um, e-learning in the top premium schools has been going on anyway and that will continue what are the challenges when you're bringing pupils back to campuses and you talked briefly about how you're learning from the best global practices so are you going to, could you give us some practical uh, insight into how the schools are going to look different when they reopen? For example, uh, are there going to be plastic dividers between tables? Are you just, are they just going to, are you going to have classes held in say hallways or outdoors when the, if weather permits? So just some ideas for the parents about what schools are going to look like because they've been told and they've been warned that they're going to look very different when they reopen. Schools will look a, a little bit different. I'm not sure that they'll be radically different. I think some of the practices uh, that we were used to may, may look a bit different. Um, for example, and this is not part of the regulation, 
um, as well as temperature checks at the front gate. Talim are also introducing in all of their entrances um, scanners, so the, the, the children will go through scanners. So that, you know, a type of airport scenario that we're used to in airport, we're not used to uh, going into schools, we're, we're now being used to walking into malls or shops and having uh, our temperature checked and sometimes it's done through a camera and a, a computer as we know. Um, interestingly, children under 12 haven't been in malls and shops, so they'll be you know, experiencing this as well. Um, in, in terms, I, th I think signage will be something that's different. We were in a foundation, a KG classroom today where, you know, because the children are much smaller, um, four or five years old, we're, we're using a lot of dots in, in the room, stickers where uh, students will know that they've came too close, um, how many students are around sand pits and water areas. Um, and, and, you know, I think that schools will therefore look different in terms of signage. I think schools will be more controlled for a while. And, and I've seen this in the Far East when I'm watching videos of schools open. Um, in, in the Western concept of learning and, you know, in premium schools in Dubai, students feel a bit more like, especially in secondary, a bit more like a university. It's like a campus. The, you know, between periods, etc. there's more freedom to go to your locker and things like that. So I think for certainly the first while, schools will be feel more rigid, more controlled, lining up, social distancing to go to different areas, whether you're going to your Arabic class or a, or a PE sports hall, um, etc. PE will probably look different. So contact sports that were previously expected, I'm sure the physical education departments are thinking through how their curriculum might look different. The, the other thing is that in classrooms, in a modern classroom, cooperative learning is um, standards. Children are discussing, working together, working on models together, if it's practical, um, lots of face-to-face -face discussion. So perhaps to begin with, um, it will look more like uh, a Chinese classroom with, with rows of children learning. Um, so I think that will be fascinating in terms of uh, the, a, a more controlled environment to begin with. Um, we, we obviously need to keep some of the pedagogy, the teaching that, that we are used to, but, but within, within control. Uh, if I can just touch on a completely different aspect to returning to school, I think one of the challenges is uh, everyone's mental health, everyone's um, social well-being. You know, the, the, there's a lot of families who have rigidly and correctly followed lockdown procedures um, and children for a while have not have become used to not playing and, and not having social interaction and not going to school and, and wearing face masks, et cetera, et cetera. So I know in Talimum and, and in the other schools, I'm sure, that our pastoral team, our, our well-being team and our welfare team and our leadership team 
are thinking through uh, how teachers and learning assistants um, and, and pastoral counsellors will work with um, students to prepare them for coming back to school. Uh, you know, and, and really, in saying that, that's one of the key reasons for going back to school. The world uh, of work is one of social interaction. It's one of confidence, of speaking, of communicating. And, you know, the, the longer e-learning goes on, that is missing from, uh, if you like, the soft skills that, that we learn in schools. Just one last question is would be, especially with little ones, you said four or five-year-olds, how would you actually get them to maintain social distance or do any of these practices that you're talking about? I mean, you're going to have, you know, kindergarten kids come back, they see their best friends, they want to give them a hug. How are you actually manage that? It, it's fascinating. Um, I'm so glad that the government uh, and the regulators are not putting any barriers to uh, KG children coming back because in some ways they are the children that need to come back. If we're honest, e-learning has uh, been fantastic for um, the older children. You know, if, if you set a child a task, an older student a task, they'll get on with it. Uh, if you set a younger child a task, the parent has, has probably been more engaged with e-learning. And uh, so it's very important they come back. So th there's, two, there's two thoughts emerging on this. And um, in the UK, for example, what, what they're looking at, I'm not a scientist or, or a doctor, so I have to be very careful. But my understanding is that the, 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 young, the young children are haven't really been impacted from COVID. Um, if, if you look at the, the data on this, the, the, the young children are, you know, robust and, and uh, not being impacted from it. it it's the older community um, in general. I'm a father of two girls and often when they were at home and I was telling them to do something, even when they were small, they wouldn't follow my instructions. And yet I would go to a parents' evening and the teacher would tell me that my two girls were amazing and they, they, they would do everything. So I also think that um, how a child behaves at home and how a child, even of four or five years old, believes uh, behaves in a KG class. You know, if the KG teacher explains the rules, they tend to follow them. Um, obviously, if, if we, we're putting dots around, you know, play areas or, or engagement areas or learning areas, and we'll be instructing the children to follow um, the, the social distancing that, that KHDA and, and I'm sure ADEC will, will, will advise. But as long as there's hand washing going on, as long as the equipment's clean, um, as long as there's a there's regular uh, sanitization of the classrooms and regular hand washing and, and uh, gel, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then I, I'm not overly concerned about the KG areas, to be honest. 
again, I'm not a scientist and I'm not a medical practitioner, so I have to be very careful with my answers. But I think we also need to not be alarmist. You know, now, how can I say that when um, millions have been contracted and tragically some many people have, have died from you know, the virus, but I'm led to believe and what I'm reading, watching and learning about is that children on the whole are, you know, fairly robust in terms of COVID-19. Um, and, you know, so like, if you think about it, sometimes a child will have a horrific sports injury in a school playing football or, you know, basketball or something. Um, and, and we don't go into panic mode. Uh, schools are well used to dealing with this. Uh, we'll have very tight procedures, including isolation rooms. Some schools like in Tallinn will have doctors on campus. Every school in Dubai and Abu Dhabi will have skilled and highly trained nurses on campus. Um, they will have really good procedures to put in place should uh, you know, a child start showing the symptoms of COVID. The Dubai Health Authority have very tight guidelines um, about how to take action, um, how to isolate areas, how to then communicate with all the parents in that pod or bubble, you know, how, however we're, we're going to organise that. And then the, the, the chances are, and I don't know what the odds are, 999 times out of 100, that that child will contract it and, and go into quarantine and, and we'll, we'll put all the procedures in place and, and we'll walk back into the school 15 days later bouncing and, and happy. So KHDA have said, and I think it's a good thing, is that every school has to have a dedicated and trained um, health practitioner with an overview on the, on the leadership and management of the school of everything that's going on. Thank you for listening to Recorded. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to Recorded using your favorite podcast app.